Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and welcome to our women's meeting. We have a group of women here, not a huge crowd, but a group of women that have some faith. And we welcome you to join your faith with ours, because when two or more agree, big things happen. And God is in us, and God is with this group. Join us, join your faith, and let God minister to us. All right, let's open. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. Father, I thank you. You are here. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that she could attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. If you will turn with me, we're going to begin with John 10, 35. We're going to take a look at it. It's an interesting message today. And God's been talking to me a couple days on this. John 10, verse 35. If he called them God's Jesus speaking, unto whom the word of God came. Notice the word of God came to men, and the Father called them God's. He said, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. If you ever needed something to hang on to that was truth, that would not fail, that would never fail, it is the word of God. It cannot be broken. It is written by God. It is his words. It was his words from before Adam even showed up. They were his words. And they will be his words from far after that this world has been destroyed. You can put your faith, your hope, your trust in the word of God. And within the word of God, you're going to find the gospel. Now, turn with me to Psalm 147. I want us to take a look at this verse before we go on. This is an interesting verse. And I don't know if you've ever considered it, thought about it, meditated on it. But Psalm 147 verse 5 says, Great is the Lord and of great power. Of great power. His understanding is infinite. God's understanding is infinite. He cannot take an IQ test. His understanding is infinite. Do you know he knows you before you were ever created? He knew where you were going to be born. He knew when you were going to be born. He knew what you were going to do. And he knows where you're going after. His understanding is infinite. He knows what you're thinking right now. Lord, have mercy. His understanding is infinite. You're not going to fool God. You're not going to play God like you are your mom. You're not going to maneuver her, manipulate him. Oh, no. You can't. Why? His understanding is infinite. All right? With that, go with me to Hebrews 9. Hebrews 9, I'm going to begin in verse 1. Then verily the first covenant, the Old Testament, 
the old covenant, had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. There was a tabernacle made, the tent, the big tent. The first one was the candlestick and the temple and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant round overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. And over it, the cherubims of the glory shadowing the mercy seat, of which we will, cannot speak now particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second, into the holiest of all, the holiest of holies, went the high priest alone once every year. They only walked in that holiest of holies once a year. And not without blood. You didn't dare, you did not dare go in there except you were the high priest and on a particular day and you didn't go in without blood. If you even attempted, you were a dead man. You were a dead man. Why? You were in the presence. You would be in the presence of Jehovah. You would be in the presence of Jehovah. He cannot stand impurity. You would be fried. You'd be dead. But the second went the high priest alone every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and the heirs of the people. Have you ever considered this? You had inside the first tabernacle, you had the lamp that lit up the first tabernacle. Then you had the veil, and it was not a thin veil, folks. I mean, I think the one on the Solomon's temple was nine centimeters thick. That's nine fingers. That's a thick curtain. Now, inside that curtain was no lantern. It just had a sensor, which is what you put incense in. And it had the, it had the uh, Ark of the Covenant. There was no lamp in there. Well, how did you see? God was in there. God was in there. God lit it up. The Spirit of God lit it up. Think about it. There was no lamp in there. God was in there. God lit it up. Now, verse 9, or verse 8. The Holy Ghost says, signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, and which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience. So he goes in with, these, with this blood of bulls and goats once a year. And when he goes in with that blood and he sprinkles it on the mercy seat, they are forgiven, covered in the flesh of their sin for one year, one year only. Only one year. Offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did this service perfect. So it didn't wipe out everything in you. And it goes on to talk about that as pertaining to the conscience. Which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings. Carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. 
Verse 11, that Christ, that Jesus Christ, that Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come. Good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place in heaven. One own blood entered in once into the holy place, holy place. Now, I want us to think about this. I want to examine this. Jesus, now, and it, it reads in, I believe it is Matthew, when Jesus comes out of the grave, when he walks out, the first person he sees is a woman. The first person that sees Jesus resurrected, resurrected, is a woman. And he, he, she, she taught, I think, is it Luke? Well, I'm not sure, but, but she thinks he's the gardener. And how many times I've said this, if she thought he was the gardener, then he wasn't sparkling. And he wasn't floating six inches off the ground. And he didn't have a halo on his head. She thought he was the gardener. So there wasn't anything particularly special about him, except he was alive. And when he turned her here, she, she said, he said, Mary. And she realized who it was. And he said, don't touch me. So he had just come out of the grave. He said, don't touch me. I have yet to ascend unto my father. She got to see him before God did. He said, I have to ascend to my father. From what we read, it looks like that is when he took his blood to heaven. Now he goes to heaven to be seen of the father. He's got his own blood with him. He's getting ready. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what heaven must have been like? After losing him to be a man, he had become mortal. He left heaven. So every, all the heavenly beings now have been watching on earth. He has died. He is getting ready to walk into the holiest of holies. He hasn't been alive that long. Just hours ago, he was dead. He was dead. He was dead in hell. The lowest part of the earth, it says in Psalm 88, the lowest part of the earth, this man had been dead. Paying for your and I's sins. Now he's alive. The power of God has raised him from the dead. And he is getting ready to go into the holiest of holies with what? With his blood. With his own blood. He died so that his blood could be shed. And by the mercy and grace, it says, of God, he is alive. And he's got his own blood. And he's getting ready to go into the holiest of holies. And who's he going to meet in there? It says in verse 24. Let's take a look at verse 24. It says, For Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the truth, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God for us. For us. For us. 
He is getting ready to present his blood to the Father. It says the Father is present right there. He's waiting on him. He's waiting on him. Just like he did for the priests in the tabernacle here on earth. When that priest walked in with the blood, God was there. They said, There's, it's written that his presence is right there. The priest walks in. In fact, he has to put the, put the incense on the censer and fill the place with smoke so he can get in there and meet, meet, meet the presence of God. Jesus is getting ready to do it again only with his own blood. Now, I want you to think about this. That blood was for us. That blood was for us. Jesus didn't need any forgiveness. Jesus didn't need any redemption. Jesus was made, he went to hell for us. He, was, he died, he was buried, and he rose again for us. Not for himself. He came here, left heaven to become a mortal. He left all his godly abilities up there so he could become a mortal and he could die. Like I said, you can't kill a God. And this one had to die so that he could redeem us from all that Adam messed up. Humanity. Humanity was a mess. And humanity was on its way to be destroyed again just like God did in Jeremiah 4 and just like God did with Noah. But this time, this time, there was a sacrifice and his name was Jesus. And he died for us. And the Holy Ghost, it says, by the eternal spirit was with Jesus on the cross, made sure that all our sins went on that body made sure was with Jesus getting our sins on him. He was a man. He couldn't do that himself. He couldn't do that himself. If the Holy Ghost, yeah, I know, devil, I bind you, you witchcraft. If the Holy Ghost would not have put our sins on him, Jesus would have died a normal man. And it had been a waste. It had been a waste of a life. But it wasn't. God sent him, and the eternal spirit was with him on the cross, and he made sure that your sin and my sin got on that body. Jesus didn't do anything else until it was all on him. All on him. And then he realized there was one more thing he had to do. Every bone is now out of joint. Every bone's out of joint. His heart is like waxed. But the man stays conscious. And he knows there's one more thing he has to do. And with a body that is in, that doesn't even look like a body because every bone is out of joint, that body says, marred more than any man I thirst. You gotta be kidding. A thirst. Why? He was gonna fulfill every. Uh, every scripture that was written about him. Every scripture had to be fulfilled. And he had one more to fulfill. And when he fulfilled it all, when he got that drink, he knew everything was fulfilled. He knew all our sins were on him. They were in his soul. He wasn't carrying them. He was there in his soul. 
He knew now he could let go. He could let go of his spirit. He wasn't going to do it until everything was done. Everything's done. A man did this. Talk about um, accomplishing something with your hands tied behind your back. This was a man that did this with the spirit of Jesus in him. And he gave up the ghost and he died. He said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he gave up the ghost and he went to hell. Paying for our sins. He fulfilled. It says in Isaiah 53. It says he saw the father. The father Jehovah. Saw. Saw the travail of Jesus' soul. Saw it. He had to be satisfied with that sacrifice. Or Jesus would still be there. The father had to be satisfied with the sacrifice of Jesus. He had to be satisfied with your sacrifice. He had to be satisfied that Jesus was accomplishing paying for you and me. 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 Every time I run into stuff, I remind myself, that was me he was paying for. Me that he was paying for the father. You. And when the father saw the travail of his soul, he said, that's enough. And he raised Jesus from the dead. Raised him up. It says he took a hold of him and pulled him out of hell. Oh, how much fun would that be to see him come out. Walked out of the grave. Now he tells Mary, I got I to gotta ascend into my father. He goes up. He's getting ready to give that blood to the father. He's getting ready to shed, to sprinkle his blood in the heavenly holiest of holy. Just like they did on the earth. Only this is much more strong. Much stronger. Much more perfect. This is going to be the perfect sacrifice. Now I want you to think about this. This blood that Jesus had, had my sin on it. My sin on him. His blood came out of him carrying my sin. Just like they would put their hands on the cow. And that sin would transfer. How? Spirit of God. That spirit would transfer from the person to an innocent cow. And then they slaughter the cow. So they could have the cow's blood to pay for the sin. Well, the same thing happened, only much more perfect. The Father put Jesus on the cross. The Father, by the, by the eternal spirit, got all the sin on him. Got it all on him. It's all transferred. And then he dies. Now, we take that blood. We take that blood that was payment for us. And he's going to walk into heaven. And I want you to think about whenever you have these days, because we all have these days. I want you to think about this blood that Jesus is carrying. Do you know that Jesus, that blood is going to cover you? That blood is going to satisfy the Father concerning your sin. It is going to bring you eternal redemption. Now, there was no discussion when Jesus went in there. He did not go in and he said, okay, Father, 
this blood is for so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, but it's not for so-and-so. Do you hear me? That blood was for everyone. Jesus did not make any distinction. That blood carried the sins of humanity. And it carried for everyone. Not only that, Jesus didn't have a discussion with the Father and say, now, this group over here, these people say that this one doesn't deserve it. Didn't happen. It didn't happen. When you got voices telling you that you don't deserve the gospel, they're not the voices that came out of the holiest of holies. Oh, I hear them. Some of them come out of people's mouths. There was no distinction in the persons that that blood covered. No distinction. Nobody was left out. Nobody was left out. Your enemy was not left out. You got that? Your enemies were not left out. Your children were not left out. You were not left out. Not only that, there was no discussion between Jesus and the Father. And Jesus saying, now, this one is too weak. This blood isn't going to work for them. You got that? This one's not strong enough. This one's not smart enough. You got that? This one is not smart enough. This blood will not cover them. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 1. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.23 But we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness. How many times have we heard the intellectuals? That's ridiculous. Of course it is. You're using your brain. Now, but under them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. It says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. Now look at this. For you see your calling. These are the people that Jesus walked into the holiest of holies with his blood to cover. These, for you see your calling, brethren, how not many wise men after the flesh. You got it? The next person that says they're smarter than you, say, go get your Bible. Go get your Bible. And be thankful if you got a brain that you were called. Because not many are. Not many are. Why? Your big, fat brain gets in the way. It gets in the way. You know what? That brain can't raise the dead. 
That brain can't heal a sick child. That brain can't break a curse. That brain can't heal. It can't justify. Get rid of the brain. But not, for you see your calling, brethren, how not many wise men after the flesh. Not many mighty. Not many mighty. So the next person says they're stronger than you. Quote them, 1 Corinthians 1, 26. Not many mighty, not many noble, not many noble, not many noble. You are not high enough in society for me. Your status is not high enough. Not many noble. Not many noble. I love the, the, the testimony that Dole has about the woman that was blue blood. I've heard of blue bloods my whole life. Blue blood is somebody that had royalty in them. You know, they may be the eighth cousin by five times removed, but they got blue blood. And that woman realized one day how much that blue blood helped her. It didn't help her at all. Doesn't help you at all. And she finally started confessing, there is not a drop of blue blood in me. You know what the next step should have been? But I got the blood of Jesus. I got the blood of Jesus. I got the blood of Jesus. Not many noble are called. 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wives. The wise. Ta-da! The foolish things of the world to confound the wise. The foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world. The weak things. Oh, don't you ever tell yourself you're too weak to walk this. God has chosen the weak things. The weak things. Where are the weak things? It says, he has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. To confound the things which are mighty. It is so much fun. To be 110 pounds, might be 11 today, 110 pounds and beat off the devil and watch him come out. Especially when you're doing it for somebody that weighs about 400 pounds. That is so much fun. Because they can't stop it. Why? It's not us. It is the Spirit of God in us. It is the Spirit of God in us. And base things of the world base things people from the projects people that grew up in trailers people that lived on the other side of the tracks the homeless the poor the base things and things which are despised has God chosen chosen 
yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. No flesh. Your status isn't going to help you. Your heritage isn't going to help you. Your background's not going to help you. Your color is not going to help you. Your financial records aren't going to help you. The only thing is that blood that Jesus walked in to the holiest of holies and sprinkled before the Father. That blood, that blood sprinkled before the Father. That blood the Father was waiting to receive. And when he received it, in that meeting, in the holiest of holies, you and I were forgiven. You and I were justified. You and I were ransomed from the devil from our past we were ransomed we were paid for it doesn't matter you know what as bad as we were are as bad as humanity became Jesus did that anyway he knew your weaknesses when he did it he knew your depravity when he did it. He knew what you think when he did it. He knew how you were going to act when he did it. He knew what sins you were going to commit when he did it. He knew what has come out of your mouth when you did it, when he did it. But you know what? He did it anyway. He did it anyway. And you and I were redeemed. We were redeemed. You know how crazy we were. He did it anyway. He knew how tormented we were. He did it gladly. He did it anyway. And you know who he did it with? You know who he gave it to? He gave it to Jehovah. He gave it to the God of all gods. He gave it to the God that is mercy. He gave it to God. God is love. That's who he gave the blood to. That's who he presented the blood to. To the God that is love. And you know what the father did? He received it. He received it. You don't have to prove anything to get it. It's already been received you don't have to do anything except believe it trust in it trust that it happened when your mind tells you I am too weak I'm too stupid I'm I don't have a will you when that happens you start telling yourself who the blood was for was the blood for? It was for the weak. It was for the stupid. It was for the ungodly. Oh, thank God that's who it was for. It was even for the smart. 
If they'd let their, you know, your brain gets in a way and it doesn't work. It's got to come out of the heart. You've got to believe it. One last verse. Go with me to 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light, as Jesus is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood, the blood that Jesus took to the Father, that the Father received for us, eternal redemption happened in that holiness of holies. Sin was destroyed in the holiest of holies. The, uh, the, John the Baptist said, take a look at the one who is taking the sin out of the world, taking away the sin of the world. It happened in that tabernacle, that holiest of holies. Sin was destroyed. We were redeemed. We were redeemed. It says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It is not manifested in our body in one day. It has already happened. It does not manifest in us in one day. But as we walk in that light, and that light is the light of the glorious gospel, that light that light, that gospel is that Jesus went to the cross for us. He took the scourge for us. He was buried for us. He went to hell for us. He satisfied the Father and the Father was satisfied and he raised Jesus from the dead for us. And he took that blood into the holiest of holies for us. When we walk and we trust we trust, and that's what happened. We use our faith, and that's what happened. Then it manifests in our flesh. Our flesh. You were bought and paid for. If you will believe it. If you will believe it. Sin cannot stay if you believe in the blood of Jesus. Sickness cannot stay if you believe in the gospel and the blood of Jesus. It can't. It can't. You were redeemed. You were ransomed from the devil and from our wicked backgrounds. Amen? Do you want this? It is for you. Jesus did it for you. When he was standing before the Father, the Father, with his own blood, he did it for you. He presented the blood for you. you. But Jesus said you must be born again. You must get the spirit of the man, Jesus, in you. In you. And it is so easy. God made it so easy. Jesus did the hard work. We get the easy part. All you have to do is open your mouth and in sincerity believe what you say. Follow with me, Jesus, I ask you, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Guide me. Lead me. Fix me. Fix me. Because Romans 10, 13 says, all that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that saved is, covers everything you need. 
fix me. I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. You can never again let yourself say, I am too weak for this. It goes on to say, um, it goes on in, what is it, uh, Hebrews 7. I'm going to go to Hebrews 7.25. My Bible opened it there. It says, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost. Save them to the uttermost that come unto God by Jesus. Notice, it doesn't say that you have to have a certain IQ to do this. It doesn't say that you have to have a, a certain uh, composition, personality to do this. It doesn't say that you have to have a certain status to do this. It doesn't say you have to have a certain religion, color, or creed to do this. It says he is able to save them to the uttermost to come unto God by Jesus. Seeing Jesus ever liveth. He didn't quit after he gave the blood. He didn't quit after he was seated at the right hand of God. He ever liveth to make intercession for them. For us. For us. You know, I love, when I first started in this, God spoke to me and he said, I'm going to take the weak and make them strong. And I knew who he was talking about. He was talking to me. Because I knew I was weak. I knew I was. I didn't want anybody else to know that, but I knew I was. He said, I'm going to take the weak and make them strong. You know what? When you got the power of God in you, there is nothing nothing that can stand before you. There is nothing that can stand before you. Why? Because you got the Jesus in you. Because you have Jesus in you. Greater is he that is in you than anything in front of you. Than he that's in the world. That's where we need to walk. When you are in the spirit, you're not thinking about how weak you are. When you are walking in the spirit, you're not thinking about how much money you need because you know it's going to be there. You're not thinking about that kind of stuff. Get in the spirit. You know when you know, when, you, when things aren't right and you're not in, you know when you're not in the spirit. I know when I'm not in the spirit. The moment my insides start to complain, I know I'm not in the spirit. Time to shut up. And read the and believe the gospel, and believe the gospel. Not make amends. It's already been amended. Believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. Now I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks and praise you. I get thanks, Father, and worship you. I get thanks and magnify your name, Father. I thank you, Father. I thank you now in the name of Jesus, Father. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I get thanks. 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 I thank you. You know, I told you if God says I pray, I'm going to pray. It is strong in me. Father, I thank you. I break the curse over this family now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I break the curse. I break 
in Jesus' name. I break the curse. I break the curse. I break the curse in Jesus' name. I break the curse. I break the curse. I break the curse in Jesus' name. I break it now. I break it now in the name of Jesus. I break the curse. I break the curse. I break the curse. I break the curse in Jesus' name. I break the curse in Jesus' name. That'll never happen again if you'll believe. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. I break the curse. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I break curses now in the name of Jesus. Those that are watching, I break the curse. I break the curse. I break the curse now in Jesus' name. I break that curse now in the name of Jesus. I break that curse now in the name of Jesus. I break that curse. I break that curse. I break that curse in Jesus' name. I break that curse in Jesus' name. I break that curse in Jesus' name. I break that curse. I break that curse. I break that curse now in Jesus' name. I break that curse. I break it. I break it. I break it. I break it in the name of Jesus. I break that curse. I break that curse in Jesus' name. I break that curse. I break that curse. I break that curse. I break that curse. I break that curse in Jesus' name. I break that curse. I break that curse in the name of Jesus. I break Spirit, come out of her. You lying 
rejection come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out, come out, come out of her in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Come out of her. Come out of them in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Jesus name come out come out you rejection come out come out in Jesus name come out come out come out come out come out come out in Jesus name come out come out this rejection come out come out come out come out come out in Jesus name come out in Jesus name come out come out in Jesus name come out i give thanks jesus i thank you i give thanks you all right claudia did we get it no we didn't come on come on you lying devil i get thanks where jesus doesn't leave them in the balance jesus doesn't leave them hanging I get thanks, Jesus, I thank you. I get thanks, Jesus. 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 Do you know what it is? You don't have to tell me, but do you know what it is? You don't? I get thanks, Jesus. I thank you. Give me your hand. I get thanks, Jesus. <laughs> Come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Did you? Amen. It's all gone. <laughs> and you don't want to check. It moved to my ribs. Yeah. She's saying she woke up with pain in her back and it moved to your ribs and then again to the back and now it's gone. 
like I said, if we don't want to, you know, we'll just leave it like I <laughs> We're not going to go searching. I, I yeah. felt much better. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, that was, yeah. And that happens during deliverance. There is, I mean, God was getting ready to deliver you when you woke up. I knew there was something in me. And, and those of you that are saying, I wonder what that curse was. You little busybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And it wasn't anything major. I get thanks, Jesus. Father, I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your love. I thank you you loved us before we even wanted to love you. I thank you, Father, for your love on us. I thank you that your love casts out fear. I thank you. Father, I thank you that your love stay with us all day. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next week.